So me and Ray always have this thing where we just sit down and have convers- random conversations. Like we just dropped, I started talking about Will Smith and then now we're just talking about something else. But anyway. The funniest is this started with chats of the multiverse. Yes, yes. And aliens. And how there is a need to censor information because your mm. people's minds will explode. People can't handle the truth. I mean, look at COVID. <laughs> Now I understand what they meant when they say people you can't handle the truth. Yes. You don't you like we know you ah, damn. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we just have these random conversations. We were, especially when they're walking to go by like energy drinks or stuff, something we just had a conversation. But so now now we're having it with what are we talking about actually? We started with content creation and how we actually respect content creators. We spoke mm. of Shonda Rhimes and um Grey's Anatomy. Are you 20 seasons or you know whichever it was of just a story yeah. <laughs> different that's that do, do, do you get it yeah of, of a story oh, we're about to go into something right now yeah well about you so you you had asked me if i am comfortable sharing my story and my experience yes. stuff that i yes you know, like really some stuff that you'd want to take to the grave yeah, like, like it's know, too painful to tell, and sometimes yeah, you just don't feel like getting yeah, judged, or yeah. you know. And then, yeah, you were saying you're comfortable. Yeah, right? I was saying I'm comfortable. I'm very comfortable sharing my story and sharing what I have gone through, because in my experience, I feel people get saved by seeing that you have walked the same path that they have. Mm. Um, it's as as people, we we don't really listen to anyone else's advice if we don't believe that they've been in our position. Yeah. That's why you get mentors, you know, people who've traveled the road that you want to travel because you believe that their advice will get you to where you want to be. So for me, I feel, and I've had this experience where when I was feeling suicidal and someone would tell me their experience of when they felt suicidal, for me, that really saved me and it was a thing of, damn, I'm not alone, mm. you know? So that's why I am very comfortable sharing my story because sometimes, a lot of the time, we feel that we're alone in our struggles and in our pain, but we aren't, you know? And also for me, it's a thing of, I can tell you my story, but you will never know the pain. Yeah. You will never feel the feelings. You, you never really went through it. You never really went through it. For you, ne? it will just be a story. Yeah. So, so that's what it is for me. I detach everything else from the story and try to get you to understand that no man where you're at even though it it may feel unique and painful and just crazy you are not alone in your pain you're not alone in your struggle mm. yeah that that's why i would be comfortable sharing. that's interesting i mean does it make me selfish if i don't feel comfortable i i don't think so oh oh um i mean i get you like, I get you. I get you. It's, it's, like, it's you your can't really, story to share. Yeah, it's my story it's, to share. Like, it's, it's your story to I share. How I tell it. Yes, how, how you tell it, whether you tell it and or whether, not. Yeah. You know, the way I am comfortable talking about my deceased parents and losing parents, I know someone who does not want to talk about her mm. mother at all. Like, you don't rather cross forget. Line. Don't cross that line. Yeah. You get, whereas for me, I am very comfortable talking about what cancer looks like. I'm mm. very comfortable talking about the pain and the trauma and the... And I guess, even though I haven't published it yet, but I should. I mean, yo, I really should. But you mm. know, I'm, I've worked on a book called Behind the Smile. It mm. basically mm. just talks mm. about depression and, 
You know, and then there's some very dark stuff. Mm. There's there's some very, and every every time I've shown someone the book and they read a couple, I always get the response of like, haha, like you know, realization mm. like ha, I relate to this. Like damn, yeah. that's me. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. So so, be, when I talk about my experiences, even if it's not verbatim and it's in poem form, you see yourself in that struggle. So when you see yourself in the struggle externally, you can deal with it. Mm. So it's like looking at yourself from the outside. You know. So okay. so that's my thing. I I don't think it's selfish. It's it's your story. And yeah. Yeah. No, because I struggle genuinely. Like I just I don't know. I don't know how to say. It. Like I'll be like okay, fine. You wanna hear it? But how do I say? It? Plus, yeah. also like I just don't like the idea of someone saying, oh, you know. Yeah, I guess for me, like, I just don't yeah. like it. Like. Why? You know? Yo, I also hate that. And I mean, I'm very comfortable sharing. Mm. But don't when feel someone sorry shares me. with me. Oh, yes. 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 That's another I thing. won't lie. I don't know how to respond. Can I tell you? It's, yeah? I've always struggled with that the most. Because <laughs> I won't lie to you. I'm a very empathetic person. Yeah. I understand. Yes, but yeah. I don't... I, like, do, please don't tell me. Because now I don't know how to respond. Yeah, like, I don't know how to respond. Like, I don't know. Should I feel sorry? Because I would want someone to feel sorry for me. But the thing you is, get, when someone is telling you... It feels like the right thing to do is feel sorry. Yes, <laughs> you see. It feels, it but feels. Sometimes some people tell you things, they don't want you to feel sorry. They just tell you because they want to like yeah, offload they, they it. Yeah, they want to offload it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And then now you give them the wrong response and it's like, yeah. you know, and that's where you reach the point where you, you create those awkward, silent situations. Yeah. Moment, and then like, the story has to change, but at the back yeah. of your mind, you're like... And when you meet them again, you're like... You, yeah. your, the, your first response is... Oh, I'm sorry that yeah. you had to go through that, you know? Yeah, anytime you now, like, sort of interact with them, your viewpoint of them has changed. Mm. And I guess that's why a lot of people aren't comfortable sharing their stories. Exactly. Because your story doesn't define who you are, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I went I, through it, yeah, but, like, I'm here. Yeah, you yeah, know? you know, you are the person you are now mm. because of your story, but that doesn't mean that you must now look on me with pity because of my story. Mm. So for me, it's a thing of, just because I lost my father, don't feel pity on me, bro. Yeah. Like, I grew do, from do, it. Do I got it? over it, you know? I, yes, yeah. I, I, I've dealt with it. I've dealt with it, yeah. Talk to me like you would if you didn't know that my father exactly, passed like, away. Exactly. Like, don't change your perception don't, don't of me just because I told you, you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm. And I feel... I mean, it's natural for you to change the perception. It is. Human it is. Your first response is, this person's telling me because, you know, to kind of, like, console with me. You know. But you see, I, I feel that that's where there's now... You know, there are those people who just... Damn, they're always talking about the trouble that they've gone through. Mm. It's like a, they want, they just want attention. Yeah. Yes, I hate that as well. <laughs> oh, hey? Cause I I'm hate like those people. No. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you know? Like... It's like you're using your... You're using your story to sort of gain a sort of perception or, or pity from people. And I hate that because... I do not sympathize with you. Yeah. Because now same, you're, yeah. you're expecting yeah, me to empathize with you, but I'm like, no, I'm you're sorry, not, bro. You're not my view on people like that is, is, damn, so there's really nothing going on in your life yes, that you, know? you need to make it significant by and having me feel pity for you? You know, the worst thing is, it pisses me off because I know that you have... I mean, look, I'm not. Like, you can't judge someone for, for how they are. Mm. But, like, you know, there's some situations where some people do feel the need to express and they're very mm. genuine about it. Mm. But mm. if you go to church, you find that most people, 
Church is where you find the main yeah, level. Church people, is where, yeah. Most people like, you're like, please, moms, please. I, <laughs> I know they did, they did, surely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's very frustrating, yeah. but at the same time, you can't understand them, but you can't judge them for who they are. Yeah, you can't. It's. Yeah. You can't manipulate your situation. Yeah, to, you like, know, come on. Like, like, you can't. Like, don't force me to Someone feel else is actually way. struggling. You know, like, so. And yeah. that's, and that's, a, that's also what kind of, like, you know, makes you change your view on them because you lose the respect. You're like, someone else is going through it genuinely. Yeah. You're using it as a tool to, yeah, you know. To sort of gain. It's like, uh, did you finish you? No, I, yo, I personally don't like you. I think that's very. Yo. <gasps> bums. Do you relate it? No, oh, okay. I don't. I, I feel, don't. I feel like most people kind of like the reason why you. Like there's a guy called Joe. The reason why people resonate with him because, what if they actually are like that? Do you get like, they are people who are, you know, stalkers. I guess. I mean, look, I I don't I do, I don't disregard that they're stalkers. Yeah. I guess for me it's a thing of no, like it's, not, it's not like opening open like openly stalking, but like yeah. like behind your head you're also thinking the same thing. Like you also think about like you know when someone. Do you ever ask yourself, am I am I messed up if I kind of agree with the bad person or the villain? Like, have you watched The Dark Knight? Oh no, I I don't. I I relate with the Joker. Yeah, very, on a very like on a very deep level. Like I'm like, like, you know what? I get you. I get. I understand you. I like, get what you're, you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the things with, with 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 the Dark Knight. What amazes me is mm. that he he says it. Like he explains himself why he does certain things. Yeah. Like there's a part where he says um and. It, that was I think the, actually the whole movie was perfect but yeah. like there's a part where he says um, uh, let me show you how loyal hungry dogs really are whatever whatever yeah. when he burns the money and I'm like yeah. at what time did this person think of it and what of worst of Heath Ledger just does it so you perfectly know the crazy thing and I always talk about like uh, the difference between Marvel and DC mm. Marvel you relate to the superheroes because they're normal human beings yes yes 100% they're relatable they laugh they literally they make laugh. walk the streets yeah. that's a superhero yeah. but he walks the streets he takes and selfies like, he, I can he's be a human Spider-Man. being do, do, exactly, I can be Iron Man exactly you know? and then the heroes the villains of DC are human as well so like, you see where you. they've come from I mean mm. how are you going to relate with Thanos bro you like, can't. You're like, where are you from, bro? Nigga, you know, Thanos sounds but, like those billionaires who want to control population. Yeah. They're like, hey, bruv, that's not up to you, dog. <laughs> but I won't lie. At some point, that, nigga, that man was making sense. I know. No, don't like, get me wrong. He was making he sense. He was making perfect sense. But it's how you're doing it. Like, I, I but can't also relate it was, to yeah, you. I can't, like, I can't why, relate. Why are we cutting down half? Why are we cutting down half? Like, I get it. Okay, there's like, it's a random pick, ne? But damn, bro. We don't need to. We, it, that's not up to you, yeah. dog. You're not playing God. Yeah. Where is it? The villains for DC, your jokers and your what, what? These are human beings. You understand? With, with Joker, he tried to be a part of society. And they ostracized him for being different. different. Kanye? <sighs> Kanye West. Yeah. What you, <laughs> you know how I feel about Kanye West. <laughs> um, I mean, my, t- my take on Kanye West is that... Um. Oh. <laughs> he's he's a very polarizing character. Yeah. A very polarizing character. Yeah. There's certain stuff he does that's out of pocket. Yeah. Then there's stuff you understand. Then there's stuff where I'm like, okay, you no, know, you know, I mean, we spoke earlier about this and how it it seems to be that when his mother passed away, he just 
He's changed. He, he literally he never had the stability he, of a father. He did, and he, he did, did get it, and his mom held him yeah. down. And for me, I, I get respect that. the mom though. I won't lie. I I I get that because I know what grief can be like mm, losing mm, a father, mm, mm, bro. Mm. I can imagine That's crazy mm. And then I'm like Whoa If I lose my mom Like the only reason I'm still grounded today Is because my mom is there mm. So now I'm like What happens if What happens if she goes You know it. So it's a thing of like I understand it And the worst part The worst part Of the Kanye situation is No one else understands Because not a lot of people Have experienced what Loss is Yeah Do you get yeah. it? You don't understand. So what, 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 what we have done as society is we have ostracized him because we don't understand the what grief that he is yeah. going through or the grief that he went through. And I know the mom passed away like 2007, but you still feel it. Like, I listened yeah. to the entire album. You know, you can, you can feel yeah, like, I, 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 like I felt it. Like, I was like, you know what? I understand you, bro. You know, it's funny. It is... Um, I always say this you won't understand what it's like to lose a father until mm. you've lost one and unfortunately for fathers is as children we're always hard on them mm. my mm. dad always used to say to me the moment you say i love my father as a man now you've lost the plot you're not meant to love your father yeah you're not meant to think your father's a cool guy you know but when i lost my father i then realized damn i have to fight my own battles <laughs> it's now just me and I always look at myself as well, like, do they, you know, there's so many situations where the first thing I do is, like, you know, I think the other thing with my dad is that he appreciates that I acknowledge my mistakes. Like, yeah. I don't run away from it. If I mess up, yeah. I yeah. own it. Like, he always yeah. says, that's, why, that's what I respect the most about you, is that you own your mistakes, yeah. and that's why you easily, like, you grow from it. So every time I, 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 I fuck up, it's like, I call him first on my dad. I messed up. And, and you, know. you know, it's funny. And he shot at me. <laughs> Of course. But then you're like, okay, job. now we're fixing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, then we, we fix it. And, and, and you know, it's like with me, there are days this year where I've been like, shit, I wish I could call my dad. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I wish I could get advice mm. on A, B, C, D. Mm. Because when you lose your father, you fight your battles. And that's why you'll find that a lot of people who don't have a father figure, from a young age, they've been fighting battles since 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They've had to be responsible mm. from the get-go. Get like, you know when you have a bully in class, like, sometimes you just call your dad and they're yes, like, Dad. Exactly. But then now you have to go through it alone. Now you have to go through it alone. Yeah, because sometimes, like, you get saved from a lot of things, eh? You do. Like, you get saved from a lot. Like, that's the thing about it. Like, there are a lot of things that you get you saved know, from. And, and then when it comes to your mom, it's that love, that caring, that nurturing sort of impact i feel like i always say this and i talked to this about my to my brother i was like my mom told me to be human yeah. she told me to forgive you know yeah. like sometimes yeah. i ask myself like it's, with it's those uh, you know i don't want to call them soft skills but yeah. it's those soft skills it's those emotional intelligence skills mm -hmm. it's those mm -hmm. interaction skills yeah it's those relationship building skills whereas with your father it's those hard skills it's those fighting battles mm -hmm. it's those overcoming problems and situations mm. and then there's those soft things that you also learn like yes. for me my love for music comes from directly from my dad like mm. my dad would listen to reggae would listen to like yeah he, you know like it's yeah, like it's those sort of things mm. that then come from your dad so like for me it will be like the steak my mm. appreciation of steak comes you know? from my dad yeah 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 my taste in sort of 
music if i'm to go back to like really good throwback music that's from my dad it's not from my mom never um and and you'll find that the music i listen to now is a direct translation of my mom because mm. my dad is gone yeah i get you yeah so i feel with kanye west is just he's just surrounded by people who just don't understand, understand. that loss and that grief and, that and and i feel when you take someone to therapy therapists will tell it to you from a theoretical point of view mm-hmm. they'll tell you the five stages of grief damn i'd be jumping through the five stages i can yeah. go from acceptance to denial yeah <laughs> you get it yeah, there's no structure there's no structure yeah so i feel it's just a misunderstanding of what he's actually going through but then that also speaks to his genius he's a genius no 100 percent. he's a genius i feel like i hate that it took me so long but i also appreciate that it took so long so to to feel and understand Kanye's music, he's, he's a genius. he is, he's he's too good. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's too good. Like what he does is. And 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 the sad thing about geniuses is. No one understands. No one understands. So because you're the only one. Because you're the only one. So sort of people, ostracize you. You know, you're thinking of your Nikola Teslas. You're thinking of all these brilliant people. And. If you're not famous or you don't have money, the flip side of that same genius is you get ostracized and put in the gutter. The mm. only difference between Einstein and Tesla is that Einstein was famous. Tesla wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so You know, we actually yeah. have in the chat that um, with, with Will Smith, mm. where I told you that... Um, I don't want to hear the stories of him and Jada and all these that happened because mm-hmm. my idea of Will Smith is a fresh prince. You know, mm-hmm. like... I, a fresh prince of Belay. Yeah, he's a fresh prince of Belay. He is... He is Muhammad Ali. He is... Um, I am legend. He is iRobot. Yeah, he's iRobot. He's... You know, the, the pursuit of happiness is Chris Gardner. He's, bro. He's Chris Gardner. Bro. So this is Will Smith. Smith. Like... And you said that you're like, he's on the same range as and Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington and Morgan Freeman. Like Equal footage. He's there. Equal but now it's like, I'm scared to lose. It's like losing a hero. Yeah, when you find out that your yeah, hero has flaws, yeah, you're like, damn. why, bro? Why, yeah, why do you have these flaws, dog? Yeah. It's, it's, it's painful, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, for example, for me, my appreciation of Obama is unmatched because, I don't know, it's... it's you know, there always going to be a lot of criticism, criticism uh, that word. Critics and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be someone who's going to criticize what a person does. But for you to start from a regular boy, whether he did or did not, but to start Whatever from... it was, bro, mm, the story that I've heard about you. It's respectable. It's a, it's a I'm respectable like, you know what? Story. It's a respectable progression. I appreciate you, bro. You know, like, mm. so, like, I can't change my perception of, of Will Smith and... Um, but we did come to the fact that you know, like some some things are again rooted in the fact that the you lack a father figure, you know. Mm. So you find you you see your flaws um, when you finally you know um, mm. grow up and all these things. I mean, that's a, a different topic. A lot of people would agree, but that's a different topic. And so yeah, yeah. But it makes you understand what America's problems are. Yeah, you understand America's problems. You understand society itself. You know, like. Because for you to resonate with them, 
there have to be a number of people who actually kind of are on the same footing. Yeah. And you're like, okay, fine. By mutual association, and <laughs> you are the most famous. Yeah. I can understand everyone else's story through you. Yeah. Because, so I can empathize with yeah. everyone else yeah. through you. Yeah. So, yeah, with Kanye, same thing, you know, like, you appreciate, like, you don't even need to know who Donda West, but for you to see this woman create a man like him, you kind of appreciate, like, you not know, you did a good job, woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. surely yeah. you had your flaws, yeah. but... Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. I think it just comes... And then, it also then doubles back to that issue of, are you comfortable sharing your story? Do, do you get it? Yeah. Are you comfortable sharing your story? Yeah. And I feel so many people's stories are romanticized and you make it seem like it was easy. I used to sleep in a car and that's beautiful and like do you know, the path. Raymond, that reminds me, I have this chat. Like, I really like thinking about the other side. Mm. You know, I, I see this guy, there's a guy who lives outside, he has a car, but he's selling his car, but he lives in his car. Yeah. He literally, you can tell that this is where he sleeps every single day and you always see him studying and all these things. Yeah. And I, you know, the, the story is that you're told is that it'll work out for him. Yeah. One day he's going to be like, you know, he's going to be telling a story. But what if it doesn't? What if yeah. he just remains the same? And yeah. what yeah. happens? Like, who do you blame? Like, you're like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, like, like I yeah. saw him, I was like, you know what? And most people, like, when I was working with one of my mates and he was like, you're really messed up for thinking like that. But then I was like, but life is not, you know, like, what if that happens? That's messed up. It's, yeah, you know, it is. It's like all these, and that's why, like, and I guess it's changing now with the discourse around struggle. Struggle is not pretty. Mm. It is not what you guys make it seem. It is ugly, horrible. It is, yo, it eats at your humanity, you know? And it's that thing of, okay, aware. But can you tell me the full story? You know? Can you tell me, did, were you sleeping in the car because you had no choice? Or did you make a choice to sleep in that car? Because it's totally different things. And that brings up the idea of empathy. You know, like sometimes, you know, growing up, we're we're always taught, be kind. If you see someone who's struggling, give them money. And then now you grow up and you see that, oh shit, this person is struggling, yes, but he put himself there. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Drug addiction. You then hear. You then hear. You go back to the story, and you're like, you oh you lied to me. God. Like you disappoint that guy. Like yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of messed up because you're like, you, you know, now you understand. You were told half the story, and then now when you see the full picture, you're like, but should I still help? Yeah, exactly. It's the thing of like, but damn, nigga, you know. So I guess that's the thing is like, you only ever get told half the story. I do it too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, when 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 you are telling your own story, you think you're telling the full story. I, I guess for me, and I always, I'll always go back to behind the smile. Mm. And I guess by mentioning it, I'm putting it out there that I do need to publish this book. Mm. Is that <laughs> there's there's some pieces there where I'm like, this is not pretty at all. Mm. This is not. Um, well, this is the like other side. No more people. Like people shouldn't go through this. Shouldn't like damn. Especially no one should that age, go through like, this. Yeah, you, you get it. 
Yeah, and I the funny you. thing about the book is it's split in two, where yeah. you've got the side of death, depression, suicide, and the side of life, where you're coming out of it. Is that is that like toxic positivity? You know, where, or not toxic positivity, but positivity where you're like hopeful outlook on life. Mm. But behind that, like it took a lot to get there. It took a lot to get there, and sometimes they happen at the same time. There's one piece. I would like the one thing that I can say is, and I think a lot of people also agree, is that sometimes you look back and you appreciate yourself. You're like, mm. wow, I did it. Mm. You know, like, and for me, I find it hard because I, I, I'm always scared to disappoint the younger version of me who looked up and said, you know what, I'm doing this for you. You know, like, I look at myself when I was 18 or when I was 15, I'm like, you know what, sometimes, yeah, you had your flaws as a human, you're human, you're a kid, you're messing up, but there are certain things that you should thank yourself for and say not you little Ray, you did a lot, you know. You know, the this the younger version of you really like pulled up those socks and said, We are looking ahead, you know, like it's, it's gonna be a painful road but we're gonna have to stick through it, you know. So it's you know, it's funny you speak of damn, I think I lost my train of thought, but it's really interesting you speak about that because the one thing I learned and I learned it very recently was because um, I disappointed people who I held really high in regard mm. and something I learned was that you can disappoint them but if they love you you will still be mm. their little boy you will still be their prince yeah. and I guess it comes to that thing of the best thing you can be is your own best friend because even if you disappoint yourself you come back to the space of love that will push you to move forward. Like, it's easier to forgive yourself. It's easier to forgive yourself. So, like, that thing where you say, I own up to my mistakes, that's coming from a place of self-love, mm. where you acknowledge that I made a mistake and I can move forward. Mm. And then touching on that thing of, like, you know, where things... You can have the good side and the bad side on, on like, the same thing. I'll just read a bit from one of the pieces called Cracks in the Wall. Mm. And it's like, walls with ears, tell me what you hear. Nothing escapes, all gathered by prying eyes and ears. Walls with ears, hearing profound. Tell me about the hope of a boy. Posters igniting passion. Tell me about the tears, the gentle sobs of defeat. Walls with ears, nothing missed. Tell me about the prayers, devotion to the divine. Tell me about the curses, oaths with the devil. Walls with ears, hearing profound. Tell me about the pledge of chastity. The fight to control urge. Tell me about the pornography. The moaning, signaling ur animal urges triumph. So it's that thing of where... Well, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank like, you. So it's that thing of where, like... like <laughs> it's like you took the whole council of people, like the walls of ears. Yeah. They're listening. Yeah, like exactly. So now you're asking the walls, like, what have you heard, bro? What have you heard? You get it? Like, that's actually quite... <laughs> hey, you should just read this thing, bro. Like, that's actually quite interesting, like... At what point did you think of this? <laughs> this is why I say I respect creative books. I won't lie to you. Like, at what point, like, what were you doing for you to say, yeah, but this, 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 like, like, what? <laughs> you know, so that it's that good. thing of, like, you wake up in the morning and there's hope, you know, I'm going to tackle the day, what, what, and then life deals with you. You get blows, you get disappointed, and you go back to bed and cry that it's been a really tough day, and you wake up again the next day. And you fight and you fight and you've got all these posters, all these quotes. And it's that thing of like, 
You have this hope and this vision, and you fail, and then you go against that hope and that vision. Do you know what's funny? Uh. I was actually having like this soft realization. Actually, one of my homies said to mm. me, "You always like try and do this, or like you 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 always make sure that you fold like just doing a bed, for example." Mm. Yeah. Mm. He always he was like, "You always make sure that in the morning, like you know." And I was like, "For some reason, I don't know, like." If I have a bad day, I don't want to come back home and see. It's fu- like, you know, it's funny you say it. Like, every morning, yeah. I make sure I make my bed. I stay yeah. in my room. Even though people come and clean, I yeah. make sure I do it. Do it. You know? She said, yeah. It's like, it's like, for me, it's like that happens. That, look, you know, I had a shit day, but at least I had done my bed. Like, at least I did something positive. Yeah. Like, I did. Yeah. For me, it's, yeah. it's, it's very professional. I was, I was explaining, I was like, no, sometimes I just really have really bad days and... Mm. Sometimes like things just don't work out, you know. And today, I had this chat. Was it with you or someone else? Like I'm always having these conversations. <laughs> like I won't lie to you, like yeah. every like, and now this is what, this is what I, like the whole recording on my phone thing mm. is because like I'm always like, did we really have some profound conversations with a lot of mm. people? But I can't remember those. So you were saying, um, you have stages in your life, like you know, a mid midlife crisis, yes. for example. Yes. You have a midlife crisis, and you have stage, you have stages in your life where. Um, you ask yourself certain questions. So from the zero, from the age of like 18 to like 25, you ask yourself, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like that's the question you ask mm-hmm. yourself all the time. And, mm-hmm. and you look at it like the things that happen to you are guided along the question that you're discovering yourself. Mm-hmm. They are about like, what do I like? What type mm-hmm. of music do I like? Mm-hmm. All these things, right? Mm-hmm. And then from the age of 25 to 35, you're asking yourself, what do I have? Mm. Because that's what you expected also to have. To have you know? yeah. Like you're asking yourself, what do I have? Like what? Mm. Ah, it was Zuko. Yes, a good friend of mine. He's mm. actually the one who I I need to come comment come com, comment and compliment him for actually coming up with this. You ask yourself, what do I have? Mm. And um, from forty uh, to like forty five, you're asking yourself, what have I done? Mm. You know, because mm. at the end of the day, you're asking yourself, who mm. am I? Now you come back, what have I done? And then from 60, you're asking, where, what time? When am I going? Mm. From 60, going up, you're asking yourself, mm. at what point? Mm. And it's the transition, the transition between those ages where you're shifting the question, that's when you have depression. Mm. Because now you're asking yourself, okay, fine, I've been asking myself this question, who am I? Mm. Have I discovered myself? Mm. And you find that that's why, like, most of the time, when you're 24, 25, I've been going through this deep depression, because I'm asking myself, who am I? Have I found myself, right? And... I am happy to say that I feel like I have discovered myself to the level of I'm ninety percent certain of who I am. You know, it's it's actually. I guess that's why I'm grateful. I lost my dad. Yeah. Did it help find you? Find out who you are. Yeah. As a person, like because you you learned what you can handle. Yes. You learned exactly to what point. I learned like, what I can handle, Mm. like Mm. who I am. As an individual, and you know, it's funny at the when, when I then found myself, I was like, "Damn, nigga, you forgot who you are." Mm. I think also <laughs> sometimes for me, I'm convinced that regardless of who they are and how close you are, people are actually putting your life for a purpose. It's not just individual, you know, and 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 it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're born in 1970s or whatever. Mm. Your purpose in life is sometimes to help discover, mm. for someone to discover who they are. So, for example, you can someone would have to die for you to discover who you are. Mm. It's selfish mm. to some extent, but you understand the necessity. I mean, look, everything happens for you. For, exactly. You need a crisis point 
to answer those questions. You, you, you get it. Yeah. So, like yeah. you said, between 25 and 35, when you're getting closer to 35, you start asking yourself, what do I have? You know, because yeah. your peak years in your career... They're slowly fading. They're slowly fading. Like, at, at that point, at that point, mm. you should have firmly established yourself exactly. in your career. Exactly. And <laughs> if you feel yourself having depressed, it's because you haven't. Yeah. Like, like, you haven't. Yeah. You know, like, you haven't answered that question. Yes, you know? exactly. That question that you're supposed to answer during that yeah. time. You haven't done enough yeah, to actually at the end of that end of the, end of the road to be satisfied. To be satisfied. Answer that question, and then it you know, you know, huh? it blew my mind now. Like, yeah, like and it's, it's wild. It justifies the midlife crisis because you're like ask myself, but I haven't really done it. So, what yeah. am I doing on this earth? You, you know? know, yeah. What do I have? And then going on that, what have I done? You then realize that, damn. Okay, I've mm. got all this material stuff, but that's it's not been, all there is to it, life. You know, and the thing is also like. <laughs> I think it gives me kind of some form of comfort that life is guaranteed to some extent. Like some some things you you're gonna you you you're gonna become successful in them. Let me explain. Um, for example, when you ask yourself who am I, by the time that by the time you're actually starting to reach your thirties and you're answering the next question, if you look back you know who you are. You've answered the question, you've discovered who you are as a person, you know what you like, you know like I wanna chill and play the guitar today because I like doing that, you know. You, you you touch on that and I guess if you hear entrepreneurs and I guess that's why I don't view myself as an entrepreneur and you mm. hear them saying I used to sell vegetables at a young age or I used to hustle in the mm. streets or mm. like Gary V mm. where like your failures don't define you mm. those people found out who they were at a very young age they're blessed they're, yes they're blessed Oh, they're blessed because I, I only found out who I am at fucking 23, bruv. <laughs> do, do you get it? I'm still trying to figure out when did I find out. Uh, I don't know, eh? Uh, I don't know what life moment it is. Maybe it was earlier, but I don't know what life moment made cemented me Cemented it for you where yeah. you're like, okay, no. Yeah, like I this is... who I am. This is where I'm going. This is yeah, who I am, you know? Yeah. So, so like, it's you, you can find that out at different ages. The younger you find it out, you know, that's when you find... Now when you're now, like, 18, you're asking, what have I done? <laughs> do, do you get it? Yeah, because you've already passed. Eighteen, you're like you, you've already passed who you are. Who you are is firmly cemented. You realize that your mistakes and your failures and your shortcomings do not define you. Mm, mm, mm. They are just a part of you. You get it, and that's why you find some people can deal with failure and some people can't. Yeah, some people struggle with failure. Yeah, you can own up to your mistakes because you realize that. My mistakes are define. not me. Mm. I've learned that. I've, I've, yeah. I've always, I've actually kind of appreciated that. I don't know what moment also made me learn mm. to own up my mistakes, but like, you understand that that's not who I am. There's more to me. Mm. Yeah, like, yes, I make my mistakes, but give me a chance. You know? Yeah, for me, it's always been a thing of if I mess up. I always strive to be better. Mm, mm, so mm, that mm, moment, mm. even though I may beat myself up in that time, that's a natural response. I'm disappointed in myself. But, okay. Do you know the better. other thing for me as well um, is, in that, you actually kind of made me realize something that, you know, sometimes if I don't click with someone mm. or someone doesn't give me a chance to, I don't change myself. I always like, okay, fine. You never give me a chance. You're lost. Yeah. For me, that's how it is. I'm always yeah. like, you know what? You never gave me yeah. a chance. Yeah. It's cool, bro. If you, if you, for example, if you listen to someone else 
uh, tell you that ah, my experience of him was bad and you never gave me a chance to experience you never gave yourself a chance to experience me I never feel lost because I'm like you know what I'm an amazing person yeah Yeah. yeah. I I'm love, not everyone's cup of tea yeah I'm not everyone's cup of tea but honestly speaking I love myself but mm. like I'm just I'm there like you know what mm. So you're lost, dog, and I move on. I never really feel the pain, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a thing of I'm an amazing yeah. human being, you know. But yeah. also in that mentality as well, I've also learned to actually also hear people and explain to me what my flaws are. So my yeah. supervisor for clinic, um, we've been having the worst relationship ever. But recently he said, and I feel like for me, he he was being honest in that moment because you could tell the honest, like, he was like, you know, you're very smart, but you're comfortable in your intelligence. And I was mind blown because I was like, what do you mean? Because I've always thought about it. Like, you know, sometimes I study last minute because I know I can do it. You know, other people tell you, oh, dude, I'm, I'm like, no, bro, I'm going out today. I have a good time. And he said, I'm comfortable in it. And I didn't get it um, purely like to the fullest thing. Because in my head, I was like, no, you just hate me. But then I sat down and I thought, but this man has a point, you know. What if I'm only reaching half my potential because I never exert myself beyond that? You know, it's funny you yeah. say that. Um, mm. I had the same experience with Prof. Jordi. Mm. Um, no. Let's just say he mocked a paper and I got the lowest grade I've ever got in university. Yeah. And I went for that's it. How, that's and, how, yeah. and I went yeah. for a script yeah. review. Yeah. And, I went for a script and review. And you know what the worst part is? Mm. In my head, I wasn't going to challenge the mark. Mm. I just wanted to know where I'd gone wrong. Oh my goodness, I won't lie to you. Mm. I cried after that meeting. Really? <laughs> I cried. Yeah. And what is funny is this man is ripping me up like I'm asking for marks, but he's being outright honest. Yeah. And he says, what school did you go to? And I said, no, I went to St. George's. like, okay, I don't know St. George's, but it seems like it was a good school. Mm. Because when I'm reading your writing, I can tell that you went to a good school. But your problem is you think this is too easy. Yeah. Exactly. That's where your problem <laughs> you, is. You, you like, you think this is too easy. He literally like, said to me, you think this is too easy and I can tell it in your answer because you don't go deeper. Do you know what he said to me? Yeah. I feel like we had the exact same experience yeah. because Devin came to me and says, you know, this is your mark. Mm. You got below half because you tell me just enough for you to get across. Like, yes. you're not willing, like, your answer mm. is smart, it's very, it's precise, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. But give me more because I know you know more. But mm. you're just more willing with just giving me the bare minimum. Because you feel like I don't deserve to experience who you are as a person to the full extent. Oh, that, I was like, that is actually very interesting, that last yeah. statement where you don't experience who you are as a person through mm. your work. And it's, it's crazy because when he told me, you think this is too easy, I then went back and I'm like, but whoa, I actually <laughs> don't think this right. is too easy. Exactly. This man is right. And then now, when I'm now thinking of empowered life, I'm like, but damn, I do think this is too easy. Mm. That's why my work is the way it is. Yeah, like you'll, you. never, you'll never get to experience who I am through my work, except for behind the smile now, but because I, I think it's too easy. So I just give you Enough. Enough. Yeah. Do you remember when you said these chats about my photography and my podcast, yes. why I don't release yeah. all the time? It's like, yeah. I feel like I've, I've given you enough. You yeah, know? like... But there's a, way more. There's way more. Yeah, yeah there's, there's... So that for me is interesting is because 
You are your work. <laughs> really are. Sometimes a person won't even get the opportunity yes. to meet you, but you are your work. You are People your work. experience you through your work. I think it made me want to exert myself more because I won't lie to you. I don't. Again, like I said, sometimes I always feel like you're not just here because I was telling my my clinic partner that I said not. Devin never got to experience who I am as a person because he never gave himself the opportunity to do that. You mm. know, like, because mm. I always say, like, dude, and Becky was saying, actually, Becky's always said to me, like, you know, you are a charismatic person, you know, so mm. naturally you expect people to like you because you give off the likable vibes. Mm. And I said, mm, okay, I get it. So now with, 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 with my supervisor, it was like, he never. I feel like there was more to me that he never gave himself the opportunity to give. So, mm. in his uh, constructive criticism of me, I didn't, in the moment, I didn't take anything away because I was like, you know what, you don't know who I am. But then I guess my question to you will be, do you not think he wanted you to express yourself? I think he did, but the way he did it was wrong. Until now, well, I still you, stand. You, you, you see what's funny yeah. is, you say that because your comfort zone has always been that good first impression or hitting uh, it off from the bat. Um, innocent. Legend. <laughs> do, do, do you get it? Sorry, come again. Your, so your comfort zone has always been hitting it off from the get-go. What do you mean? You're charismatic. So you give off likable yeah. vibes. So if yeah. someone doesn't like you from the beginning, it's a wrap. But for him... Maybe he wanted you to not just bank on that first interaction. Like he said, you are comfortable in your intelligence, but you have not sh- expressed yourself through your work. So maybe he wanted you to unlock that more other bit, that more of you. You get it? Mm-hmm. He wanted you to unlock more of you. And for me, Always, and I appreciate Prof. Jody. And the worst part is, I want him to mark my November exam. So you have more to do. I want him to mark it so that he marks it, I show him what I can do and what I can give, and I prove him wrong. I'm like, nah, nigga. Nah, nigga. You get it. This is who I am, and this is what I can do. You know? And I learned this through sport. We used to joke about it. If a coach or a senior player is hard on you, it's because they see something in you. And when you're comfortable in your intelligence, you don't grow. You never grow. You don't become that full individual that you can be. Mm. And that's when you said, maybe I'm only operating at half. (laughs) (laughs) You get it. Yeah. I also have the same thing where I feel like, damn, I'm only operating at like... And, and it's funny, because of late I've been like finding out what are my crutches. What do I use as a crutch to hide away from my true strength? And I found just doing enough is one of those crutches. Mm. Just happy with enough. When to be honest... And I feel that it also comes down to being afraid of your strength. I don't know, there's a quote where they say, the real thing with humans is we are not afraid of 
failure or something but we are afraid that we are more powerful we are powerful beyond something we are powerful I actually need to find a quote on that we are powerful beyond measure um, it is not our light our yeah. deepest fears that we are inadequate our yes. deepest fears that we are powerful beyond yes. measure it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us yes. and we ask ourselves who am I to be brilliant whatever 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 actually who are you not to be exactly you're a child of God you're playing small that does not is, save the world in any way that is literally what it is I love that I love that poem I love you know I remember my days when I used to love poetry. You actually made me joke. <laughs> joke like, dude, like me and poetry. I remember uh-huh. reading Psalm 14. I remember, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Mm-hmm. Thou art more lovely and more tempered. Like, <sighs> I get you. You get it. I it's, get you. It's a thing of, I'm actually not afraid of my darkness because oh, we're all dark. We're all dark. I'm afraid of, of my light. light. Like, I'm afraid of how much you can see of me. Yes, and the reason that is is because the higher you get to the top, that's when people come for you. And when you're charismatic and you want to come off as likable, that is the worst thing that can possibly happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get it? 100%. So you limit yourself to make yourself more likable mm. and approachable. Mm. Because now you don't want to scare people into thinking You don't that, to scare people away. You know? Like it's but like at what cost? You see it, you see it, and I, I actually agree with you. Like there's this uh, meme that I saw that says we should just allow athletes to take the stories and just see, let's see how yeah. far uh, how people far can, can jump. Mm. Like, how far can this? <laughs> how fast can they run a mm. hundred meters? Mm. And it it really does resonate with this. Like let's just see how far you can go. Let's just give you that steroid and let's see how yeah. far you know. Like show us your light, you know, mm. and mm. and. In the in the in the in the poem, he says that, uh, well, it's she, but apparently it was meant for Mandela. He says we must shine like children because children don't hold back their potential. Mm-hmm. A child, you see it. A child will tell you, I can read, and he will read the entire book with fluency and every and perfection. But I think it stems from childhood, and I think that's where people get it wrong. Is yes, children flourish, mm. but when they get that praise from someone who's older and then the disapproval from their peers that messes with them. Yeah. So because for, an example for their peers they're moving too fast for yes. what they are. They're you see moving what the thing is is and, and, and I always think of this like at primary school. And I remember I was telling my girlfriend the other day, I'm like, I hate myself for not doing my best. Because when I was younger and you are Streams ahead of everyone. No one else wants to play with you. They're like you. No one else wants to sit with you. Why are you, you. showing off? Do you get it? Mm. Everyone else ostracizes you. So what you do is you dim your light to compensate so that you can else. be with other people. Mm. You get it? You dim your potential. You dim your potential mm. because adults can see your potential and they're like, damn. You know, that actually brings me to Will Smith's quote in... Um, in the pursuit of happiness, mm. when he says, and it's not, it's not just our own peers who make us dim our lights, but parents, they want to make you realistic. They say, no, don't do that. Yes, you know. And yes. then I like how in the movie, Will Smith had the realization on his own whilst he was talking to his son. Because his son was like, I want to throw a basketball, I want to throw a basketball. And he says, do not allow someone to dim your light, even myself, because I will do that. You know, like, mm. you know, even to you, Ray, like, there are moments mm. where I'll tell you, Ray, no, this is not possible. Mm. 
mm. because in my perspective it is taboo you can't reach it but who are you to dim my light yeah you it's know? like it's like um who was it muhammad ali was saying everyone is saying ali ali don't that's dangerous that's dangerous and he's like nah you guys are here and i'm up I'm here up there, so what i'm seeing is different from what you're seeing and on that thing of dimming your light and because i have experienced what it's like to dim your light to mm. fit in and i've got siblings and whenever anyone wants to dim my siblings light i light it up all the way for them but the thing is also really like you won't be there to always light it up no but that's the truth but the thing is now my siblings are like they can call me anytime they need advice my i'll tell you right now mm. before my siblings call my mom or before they tell anyone else i'm the first one to know to know you know i feel like i'm flawed in that sense because in my head mm. i'm the oldest mm. so i never had I, I always used to grow up and i'm like i used to envy most of my homies especially like well, my closest friend tuddy he had an older brother mm. and i used to say that i wish i had someone like that to, to guide me along the way because you know there's sometimes where you ask yourself what do i yeah. do you like and now yeah. in my head i'm supposed to be that person who guides these yes. kids along the way but i don't know i feel like how I discovered myself worked, you know, and sometimes I try my best to pull away a lot so that these guys can just grow on their own and kind of discover themselves as well because I think it worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you never see me calling my brother and say, dude, are you okay? Is oh, yeah, happening? no, I, I don't you call know? my siblings. Yeah. And also with them, I, yes, I give them the free reign. Mm. But what I don't do is I don't dim their ideas. I don't just shut down their ideas. Yeah. I'll give an example. Um, my brother who follows me, he don't want to go to university. And no one else understood. And I said, nah, bruv, university is not for everyone. I peep your vision. I can see where your mind's at. Go do what you want to do. But can I ask you a question in that context now? Mm. What happened? Like, what if you need that guidance of going to, like... Because I'll lie to you, varsity is the time where you learn. You actually discover who you are in varsity than any other time. You even meet your closest friends, your lifetime friends. But you know what's funny? Remember we said some people know who they are. Early. Early. He probably does. So with my siblings, they know themselves. They know who they are earlier than I do. So I'll give an example. My brother. The advice I give him is based on him and his situation and what he has told me he wants to do with life if you tell me you want to be an entrepreneur why are you going to business school yeah you don't need to hey man go and study under a businessman go start businesses do you get it you learn more than in a lecture room my cousin though who wants to go to stelly's He's like, I really want to go to Stelly's because I want to find myself. Mm. I would tell him, hey man, go, go to Stelly's. I will be the first person to tell you not to go to university. But you, go. go. <laughs> you get it? Mm. So it's, that, it's, not verb, it's not blanket advice. It's you are telling me what you are telling me and I'm giving you advice based on what you are telling me. You get it? But like, on that thing of not dimming my siblings' light is sometimes my parents will say, no, this one is not mature enough. Or no, this one cannot bring any sort of value. Or this one's skills you don't know how to use them. And I always tell them, no. That's wrong. 
you get it my siblings are good at a b c d and where my siblings want where my parents where anyone want to override my siblings i say no you are next in line i don't care whether people think you've got the skills or the skill set no you are next in line chivy up my guy yeah chivy up you can do it even if people tell you you can't i'm telling you you can do it go and do it yeah and fail and when you fail and you come to me and say, no, I failed, I say, okay, where? what have you learned from it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And in that, their light is growing because they see that they are allowed to fail. Mm. Whereas as an older sibling, you don't have that luxury. Failure is, is crazy. It's crazy, dog. It's because there's no I, one to tell you failure is okay. I won't lie to you. And it, it, it scares me also because you're figuring yourself out and you have to figure yourself out for other people yeah. as well because if you mess up, Either way, if you mess up, they can either learn from you or they can become you. you. Yeah. You get. Yeah. So it's a two-way thing. So now this is so much unnecessary pressure. At the same time, it's pressure as well. You know, like it's, mm. it's necessary as well, sorry. You know, because like you're asking yourself, like I always see like with a lot of first books, I just, I like observing. Mm. And you sometimes you see that this person became something for someone else mm. or for other people, you know, mm. or they, they had the pressure and they weren't given the, like sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but yeah. You know, it's a twi- it's a coin toss. Oh, being human is hard. Eh? It is, it is hard. But we move. I guess you you mustn't focus on you. You can't. You're you're an insignificant speck of dust in the infinite cosmos, and if you just focus on you, and not on what you can do for other people. Dude, so I'm just op- I'm 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 looking at a message that just came in on Instagram. Yeah. From Obama's photographer, yeah. he replied my message, and now yeah. he's shooting for Vice President Harris. Uh-huh. So now I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, he replied, uh-huh. and it's just blowing my mind, bro. Because I'm crazy. like, wow, that's crazy. You know, ah, uh, that, that's literally crazy. That that just blew my mind. I've always told you about your photography, dude. Oh. But the thing is, for me, I, I'm still convinced I have so much more to learn. But at the same time, I really like how I learned. You know, like. Yeah. Yes, I speed up some processes, but like for me, it's like I I love it. Dog. Like I enjoy it. I sometimes you know I do even do shoots without getting paid. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, this is something that I enjoy doing passionately. Nowadays, I even walk around campus and as I just see it, I'm like yes. shooting. I'm like, yes. I'm starting to see more yes. beyond and yes. yeah, man. But anyway, that was a good conversation, man. Yeah, bro. Always. Until next time. Until next time.